Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. Growing Through Grief is a weekly sprinkle of education and inspiration to help you take action that leads to personal freedom and greatness. I share powerful conversations with grief experts, spiritual advisors, and other courageous souls in this transformational podcast. I believe with the right support and the power of community, you can eliminate unnecessary prolonged grief. I'm here to teach you how to normalize, recognize, and use grief as a growth tool. I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. Hello there, and welcome back to the Growing Through Grief podcast. I'm excited about our conversation today. It's my hope that I will share something that would create some excitement for you as well. And it will move you into a space of action where you're creating the desires of your heart. Before we get into the conversation, I would like to take a breath together. So let's just do that. Let's breathe together. And relax. Here's a question for you. What do you do when you know you're not fine? That is the number two question I'm always asked by people I meet. It's number two to the number one question, which is, and it comes to me in different ways, but the question is, how long will this pain last? Or it might be, how long will I remember what happened to me? How long will I stay in this chaotic, painful, overwhelming life? When will the pain go away? That's the number one question. The number one question is when will the pain go away? And the easiest answer to that question for me is when you are ready to let it go. Choose to let it go. Now, it's not really that simple. It depends on the situation, but that's a very good place to start making a commitment to letting it go, whatever it is. Okay, so back to the number two question. What do you do when you know you're not fine? Here are a few clues of what not to do. Ignoring it is not the answer. It's not the answer because it will not go away just because you ignore it. It's going to come up whenever you least expect it. And it will make you feel like you are not okay. You are not fine. Talking about it in an unstructured way or as a complaint is also not the answer. Thinking about it obsessively is not the answer. And yes, the list goes on and on and on. When you're not fine with yourself, that means you're not connected to yourself. You've lost yourself in the midst of some traumatic event in your life. You just lost connection to yourself. 
and who you really are. You may have erected walls. Now ask me how I know that. What about shutting people out, going into resistance, isolation, mistrust, or maybe the fight or flight mode? Oftentimes when people go there, they begin to judge and criticize themselves very harshly. You know what I'm talking about, that inner critic that's always whispering, convincing lies in your ears. I don't have to repeat what those are. In fact, I don't know what they are for you. They're different depending on the individual. And we all experience those whispers of lies. Are you ready to connect back to your true self? That true self that's still waiting for your return. You already know this, but I'll say it. You are uniquely different from everyone else. And there are qualities inside of you that no one else has. And they are perfect and they are good. So let's create a simple path for you to get back to yourself. I'm going to share three ways to becoming you again. The you that feels okay, that feels fine, and even great on most days. Maybe you're not fully happy, but you're okay with who you are from one moment to the next. You're better than what you were yesterday or the day before. And your ultimate goal is to get better and better and better. So what do I mean when I say becoming you again? Because you haven't changed. You're still you. Remember I said earlier, you've lost a connection to your true self, your real self, your loving self. This is always interesting when I hear this comment. When I think about this one, if we know that this is true, and I believe it wholeheartedly. But if we know that we were created as love, why do we fight each other so much? Why do we create so much space to fight against each other? We don't have enough time in the day to love each other, even when we try to. Yet we are busy creating space to fight one another. I believe it's because the fight is within it's chaotic inside. Rather than deal with what's happening inside, most individuals would rather focus on what's happening outside of them. And we know there's always a reason to have a good fight, especially if we focus on the world outside of us. But here's the problem. It takes away the time needed for you to go inside and clear up the pathway that leads you right back to life. You got to clean it up. You got to get rid of the debris, the rocks, the sticks that are blocking the pathway, the pathway to love. There you will have access to the love that creates more love, both inside and outside of yourself. Now back to the three ways to becoming you again. Number one, Identify the number one habit, that one thing, that thought, that behavior, maybe a person that reminds you over and over again that you are not okay. That thought that you obsess over, 
You may be telling yourself, I'm not okay. I'm a bad person. And even though you may have done something inappropriate five decades ago, you're still telling yourself, I'm a horrible person because I did that thing. Or maybe someone did something to you decades ago and you absolutely can't get over it. Now, I am not implying that it didn't happen. The key here is it happened, it's real, and you're living it as if it's happening right now in the moment. You're living it as though it happened yesterday and it's destroying your life. Now what? It can be healed and you can grow and expand your life beyond that thing. So consider this. Usually, it's a thought first. So identify what that thought is. Many experts say nothing happens before a thought, that the thought comes first. And you've heard me share this before. Everything is created from a thought. Once you accept the thought, it becomes your belief. It will then be followed by a feeling, an emotion, or maybe several emotions. And if you hold the emotion long enough, a response, a reaction will occur. And you will take some form of action, no matter what it is. That action could be grabbing food to feel better. It could be verbally abusing someone. It could be verbally abusing yourself. Whatever you do next, the goal is to feel better. But oftentimes we are doing things that make us feel worse. Now, don't take my word for this dynamic. Observe and watch for yourself. Observe what you tell yourself or maybe observe when you hear something that someone said or did. Think about how it made you feel and how you reacted afterwards. It's an unconscious process that's always happening. It's always happening. That's the dynamic. You think about it. You tell yourself it's true. It becomes a belief. You accept it as truth. And that belief will create an emotion and that emotion, if you hold it long enough, will create some type of reaction or response. That's the cycle. And it's going around and around repeatedly and constantly all the time. Are you feeling invisible? Are you sliding through life feeling hopeless and wishing someone would come along and save you? Is it time to stop wishing and time to get busy living life? creating what you desire, living a victorious life of fulfillment in a community with other compassionate hearts, healing, growing, transforming into your greatest potential. Sign up now for the next course, Growing Through Grief System, a holistic and compassionate approach to limitless growth and healing. Visit www.coachingtotheheart.org to learn more. Celebrate yourself, your life, and your legacy. We are growth seekers mastering the game of life 
and creating a different reality beyond grief and loss. Back to number one, identify one thing that makes you feel awful. Of course, there's several things that you can come up with, but we're just thinking about one particular thing right now, just one thing. You may be telling yourself that your family doesn't love you or that you are not good enough. And when you think about that, it makes you feel how? It might make you feel horrible. You're not fine with that thought. You don't feel like you're okay. Now that's number one. Number two, choose not to judge yourself. No longer ask yourself, what's wrong with you? Instead, ask yourself, what happened to you? What happened in your life that's now covering up your true self? Ask yourself, what happened? It's not about what's wrong with you. Ask yourself, what is that one thing that's causing you to react, respond, and show up in the world in ways that are harmful, not only to yourself, but to others? Is it an addiction that you're using to lessen the pain? It's more about what happened to you, not about what's wrong with you. You may be addicted to drugs and alcohol. Yes, that is an issue. But the key here is to get curious about what lies underneath the issue. The addiction is your coping mechanism. It's not who you are. Now, this is a great opportunity to breathe self-compassion and empathy towards yourself. For whatever the addiction is, let's not judge it so harshly. If this is you, are you able to give yourself some compassion? If yes, do it now. Pause this episode and be with that part of you that's choosing to, you fill in the blank, to take drugs, use alcohol, shopping, sex, whatever, whatever you're using to feel better. Just breathe some compassion over it. Who in this world doesn't want to feel better, to feel okay? If you're tired of living with that addiction and all the chaos that comes with it, then choose something different. Are you still breathing with me? Let's breathe together one more time. Okay, so here's the number three way to return to yourself, to become yourself again. This is a big one. This will require some releasing and replacing. When you let go of one thing, it's a good idea to replace it with something greater. So are you ready to release that number one habit you just identified, that addiction or the self-judging we spoke about earlier? If you said yes, just make a commitment to change. That's all you need to do at this point. Choose something different and make a commitment to follow through. Now, There will be lots of steps in between the release and then the replacing process. And there's not enough time to go deeper into the process doing this podcast. And it will be very different for you than it will be for another person. But the key here is you started your process. Because number one, you identified the habit, right? The thought that when you think about it, you immediately feel awful. You know that you're not fine. 
you know that you're not okay. And then number two, you agree to release self-judgment around any addiction you might have. An addiction that's there to serve as a coping mechanism, as a way to manage any unresolved pain or grief underneath. And you're also no longer asking yourself what's wrong with you. Why am I so addicted to whatever it is? Fill in the blank. But instead, you're going to ask yourself, what happened to me? What happened? What happened so badly that I haven't been able to kick this habit? And lastly, number three, start thinking about what support you need to be able to release it. And that can look so many different ways. Seek the help of someone who is safe and can help you through the self-exploration and curiosity of what's hidden inside of your soul. So I highly recommend you don't try to do this alone. As I said earlier, there are lots of steps in between. So you might want to try therapy, counseling, coaching, joining a community, just joining up with other groups and like-minded people. There are many outlets out there to help you doing your process of releasing and clearing out what's going on inside of you that you no longer want. You know, that thing that happened to you, that situation that happened to you, you're ready to clear it out. And the last thing I would like to mention is what will you replace the old stuff with? Remember, we're releasing and replacing. And this is the vision piece. It can be quite fun if you allow it to be. It's another layer of self-exploration and curiosity. And you get to decide what it is you would like to replace that old style, those old habits and addictions with. The key is you're not just adding new stuff, right? You're creating a heart-centered vision for yourself. You're getting back to the heart of yourself. You were created to do great things, not only for yourself, but your family and the world. This can be a powerful process. You're creating a life that's more aligned with who you are. And again, it's where you are becoming you again. So what is your desire? What are those things you say you want and you talk about them all the time? It's time to stop talking. It's time to get crystal clear about what it is you want. Set intentions around it and then take action. You must know your target so you know what you're aiming for and you begin to move towards your vision. So there you are, three simple tasks. Well, maybe two simple tasks because task number three will require that you invest some time and resources in your life. And hopefully you can use the answers I provided here to respond to the question, what do I do when I know that I'm not okay? What do you do when you know that you're not okay? Hopefully these three ways of becoming you again will motivate you to take action 
in your life. Remember, life is about who you can be, not who you are in the moment. Remember, life is about who you can be, not who you are in the moment. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.